today I want to talk to you all about something that plagued me whenever I was going through my season of heartbreak. I was so concerned that I would never have peace again, that I would never ever experience peace again because my mind was in so much turmoil. I felt like I was so worried all the time. I was sad. I constantly had these racing thoughts, this uh, fast beating heart, and it just seemed like, man, I am never going to have peace again. I wanted what I couldn't have and life just sucked if I had to be honest. And it was just like, will I ever be happy? Will I ever have peace of mind ever again? It seemed so impossible at the time, but man, now that I'm on this side looking back, I can see some things that God was trying to tell me back then. And I wanna share them with you on today. So join me for this episode. Hey sis, welcome to Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Healing. Are you hurt and confused after a recent breakup? Are you having thoughts like, I can't believe I'm here again. Why wasn't I enough for him? Or I'm never going to get married. Do you find yourself Googling how to get past the breakup or how to heal my broken heart? Do you start your morning feeling like you can finally breathe again only to fall apart when you see a picture of your ex on social media? Hey sis, I'm Candace. I too was a single Christian woman who was heartbroken but still desired marriage. I too had numerous failed relationships and wished the right man would come along. I wanted closure from past relationships, healing for my heart, and I wanted to feel joy in my life again. But the truth is, I had no idea where to start or how to make any of this happen until I found the secret, partnering with God to heal from heartbreak. In this podcast, you will find tips for moving on after breakups growing your relationship with God, and preparing for future relationships so that you will heal your heart and be ready to move forward into the life you desire. So turn off those heartbreak songs and turn me up in those earbuds. It's time to heal, sis. Hey, sis, and welcome to Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Healing. If you are new here, I just want to say welcome. We are so happy to have you. And if you are returning on today, I just want to welcome you back and saying thank you for joining me and kicking it with me for one more episode. So I have a good one for you on today. Can't wait to get into it. I have some scriptures, so make sure you grab your pen and paper so you can take some good notes. Before we do that, have you subscribed to the podcast? Wherever you are listening, just hit your subscribe button so you don't miss anything. You get all the notifications whenever a new episode is published. Also, if you haven't left your five-star written review, please do your girl a favor and go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star written review. Let me know how this show has blessed you, touched you, um, given you more insight, I want to know what you think and how you feel about the show. And plus, it helps other people just like you find the show. Also, sis, have you gotten your free ebook? I have a free ebook called 100 Biblical Affirmations to Declare After a Breakup. Sis, this will bless your life, okay? You don't want to miss out. Go ahead, look in the show notes. I have a link for you there to go and grab your free ebook. So what are you waiting for? If you haven't done it yet, do it now, girl. So like I said, I have a good episode for you on today. I want to talk to you about 
gaining peace because after a breakup, when your heart is broken, look, you have all these emotions flooding through you. You're feeling things emotionally, but you're also feeling things physically. Your mind is so clouded and full of thoughts that you don't know what to do with. And the most of them are negative thoughts, okay? The emotions, most of them are negative emotions. And it's like, man, peace is somewhere where I can't even find it. Trust me, I know exactly how you feel because I was there. I was like, I I cried because I was like, I can't believe this. Like it just added an extra layer of anxiety for me. I was like, I can't believe this is my life. I feel like I can't stop these thoughts from racing in my mind. So I'm never ever gonna have peace again. And so I cried at the fact that I never would, that I would never have it again. And it, it made me so sad. It made me even more anxious than I already was. And it was just terrible, y'all. It was terrible. And I don't think I've ever had that much worry again in my life about something because I mean, peace, you really don't know how valuable it is until it's gone. When peace leaves you and you're like, oh my God, what do I do with these thoughts? I'm so worried. I'm clutching my chest. I'm like, what is this going on? Feelings that I've never, ever felt before. It was like overtaking me. So I had to find a way to deal with that. I was like, I got to a point where I was like, mm, maybe I can't have peace, but it got something has to be better than this. So, you know, through my whole healing journey, of course, I was able to find peace again. And that is something that I want to encourage you about today, because I know so many of you, I've talked to you, I've seen your comments, you've come into the Facebook group and said things, I get emails. And so I know where you are. I know what you're thinking. I know what you shared with me. And so it's like, peace doesn't seem realistic to you right now. But sis, let me tell you, I'm going to help you on today. I'm going to help you work on it so that you can get your peace back. And I am going to do it from a biblical perspective because God is our peace. He's the Prince of Peace. He's our Jehovah Shalom, which means God of peace. So remember that he is your peace. So I don't want to get into my tips just yet, right? But (laughs) I want to let you know that he is the source of our peace and not the man, okay? We often look to the other person to give us peace when they don't have it to give. It's not theirs to give. The world can't give it. Your job can't give it. The man can't give it. Okay, so the only place that you're really gonna be able to find the peace that you need, that you're looking for is in God. And so I wanna tell you, I wanna tell you seven biblical ways to get your peace back, okay? Let's talk about it. Number one, Stop worrying and pray. You like, sis, listen, I already told you it's hard for me to stop worrying. Why are you going to tell me that? Stop worrying and pray. So here's the thing. When you pray, you can't worry and pray in faith at the same time. It's just not. (laughs) They don't go together. They are oil and water. They don't mix. Okay. So you can't worry and pray at the same time. Some there's the scripture and I don't even know if it's a different version, but it was like, don't worry your prayers. Okay. So, and that may be like maybe the message version of the one I'm about to read to you. Not sure about that, but they say, don't worry your prayers. Meaning if you're worrying, if you're going to God and said, I'm worried about this, I can't do this. I'm not, you know, and that's okay to express those emotions to God. I'm not saying that, but when you really want to see changed and experience a shift, 
You need to put the worry aside and go to God in prayer and pray about the situation from a place of faith. So I want to start off with the scripture from Philippians chapter four, verses six through seven. And it's a very familiar one. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Y'all, when I got to that place with that kind of peace and I got there, I got there. There was nothing like it. I journaled about it so much. I praised God and I thanked him so much because again, you don't know how valuable peace is until you don't have it. So after I got it back, oh my God, I was worshiping and praising God saying, thank you, thank you, thank you so much because I got to a place where I genuinely had the peace that surpassed my understanding. And what I mean by that is that my situation had not changed yet I had peace in the same situation where I was worried and crying and having anxiety. The situation was exactly the same, but somehow God was able to give me peace in the midst of that. And when you can experience that, sis, there's nothing like it. So if I experienced it, again, my situation did not change when this peace came. I was still <laughs> I was still single, still didn't have the man, still had no prospects, still didn't have the desire of my heart, right? All these things I still didn't have. Nothing changed except now I had peace. And baby, let me tell you, that was the beginning of something serious. I was like, oh God, you for real, for real around here. I loved it. So um, stop worrying about everything that you're going through and pray to God about it. Cause sometimes that's the thing. We don't even pray about it. We just sit there and worry and worry and worry and worry. We, we rehearse things in our minds. We uh, rehearse thoughts and, and conversations and things like that. Stop doing that and go to God and pray. Tip number two, bring whatever is robbing you of your peace to Jesus. So, so those two go hand in hand. Bring the thing that's robbing you because you might feel like, sis, I would love to stop worrying and pray, but I'm worried. <laughs> so the thing that is worrying you is the thing that's robbing you of your peace. Bring that thing to Jesus and say, I don't know what to do with this, but I'm bringing it to you because the Bible said to, you said to, in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, let's turn there. And it says, then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Okay, in this scripture, rest is synonymous with peace. I will give you rest. When you are resting, like truly resting, you are at peace at that time. So if he's saying, I will give you rest, then he's saying, I will give you peace. So bring the burdens, bring your cares, bring the thing that's making you weary in your life as you're walking through this relationship, this heartbreak, this person, they may be having you weary right now, feeling burdened right now, but sis, bring that to Jesus. Okay. He said, I'm here to carry the load. You don't have to do this on your own. And that's where we kind of mess up a great deal because we're like trying to do it by ourselves. And it's like, 
I know you can't see Jesus. You can't touch him. You can't feel him. Okay, I understand that. So you're like, how is he going to help me? Oh, girl, if you could just believe, if you could just have faith that he has the power to help you, you will experience so much change and you will experience healing in your life. You will be able to get over this hump. Some of you have told me like you have been broken up from your ex for years now, years, but you can't seem to let him go. Sis, bring it to Jesus. Bring it to Jesus, like give it to him and don't just don't just go to him and then hold it in your hand and look at him. Like bring it to him and give it to him. Pray. Okay, we just talked about praying. Stop worrying and pray. Give it to him. Surrender it to him. Okay, so he's telling you, bring it to me and I will give you rest. So that is the second thing. Hey, sis, do you want to know what women just like you are saying about these one-on-one heartbreak coaching sessions? Natalie said, Candice, you are truly phenomenal. Thank you for operating in your God-given purpose and using your story to help heal other women like myself. Your courage to share and be vulnerable makes you personable and relatable. In our coaching session, the best advice you provided me was that I had to truly let go and put my full trust in God and allow His will to be done. The homework assignment you had me do was truly powerful, and I did repeat this exercise as many times as it took for me to fully let go, as you advised. It allowed me to relinquish control and realize how much easier it is to truly trust and lean on God. Thank you so much for what you do. Sis, if you want to experience breakthrough like Natalie, join me for a heartbreak coaching session where we will come up with a 90-day plan to help you make real progress on your healing journey. I will show you how to partner with God to find comfort and peace in the midst of your heartbreak, while also learning how to enjoy life as a single woman. You will be able to carry out the simple steps to make real progress on your healing journey with a customized plan of how to move forward. I have a few sessions available, and I invite you to sit with me and begin creating the life that you desire. Head over to my website, CandiceABaddies.com forward slash services to book your 60-minute heartbreak coaching session. Remember this from Psalms 55 and 22. Give your burdens to the Lord and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. I love you, sis. Now back to today's episode. Third, you have to meditate on the right thing, sis. So what you think about is important. And I know during this season, it may seem like you don't have control over your thoughts because things are coming in and out, in and out all day long, all day long. But you have more control than you think. You take control by being intentional. You have to be intentional about your thoughts. And to be intentional, you have to plan it out. You have to say, okay, this is what I'm going to think about. Because I have all these other things coming into my mind. And, you know, I keep thinking about him and how we used to be and what I want him to be. And he's not being what I want him to be. And maybe he's with this person. I want him to be with me and all these things. And that's not helping you. That is something that's robbing you of your peace. You're never going to have peace if those are the things that you choose to focus on. So you have to be intentional about focusing on the right things. And I want to take you now to Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. It actually comes after the two verses we just read for number one. We're going to go ahead to verse 8 now. And it says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true, 
and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. So he didn't say specifically like, okay, this should be your thought, you know, put this in your mind, you know, but when you take, when you start looking at these things, okay, think about what is true. All right. The truth is, sis, this relationship is over and that's okay. That is okay. It's true. But what's also true is God is with me through this. So you think about those things. What is honorable? What is right? What is pure? Start thinking about things about yourself, about how worthy you are, how Jesus came to this earth and died on a cross for you. Those are honorable things. Those are worthy things. Okay. So think about, you know, the pureness of who you are, who God created you to be in his image and in his likeness. Think about those things. What's admirable? What do you have going on in your life that is good, that is worthy to be admired at this point? So start thinking on those things so that you can get out all the toxic thoughts, all the things that are weighing you down, all the things that are keeping you stuck in bondage, keeping you in turmoil and confusion, and start setting your mind on the things that will bring you peace. What you think controls what you do, it controls how you feel. You have to have the right thought life. I cannot stress that enough. The the mindset, meditating on the wrong things, sis, it's deadly. I'll be honest with you because it can cause you to have that. The thoughts is the thing that triggers the tightness of the chest. It's the thing that triggers the palpitations of the heart. It's the thing that triggers the migraine headaches because the thoughts are there. That's what triggers all of those things. So you have to absolutely have to set your mind on the things that the Bible just stated. So make sure if you don't, if you don't do anything else, highlight, star that one. You need to meditate on the things that the word is telling us to meditate on, sis. Absolutely necessary. Number four, trust God in your situation. So again, I know it may seem like an impossible feat right now, like you cannot get through this, but you have to tell yourself that you can. And sometimes you might be saying that the only way I'm going to do it is with God. I can't do it by myself. I can't do it on my own. The only way I can do it is with him. So let's look at Isaiah 26, chapter 26, verse 3. And it says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. So again, what are you meditating on? What are you fixing your thoughts on? Fix your thoughts on him. And when you do that, he will keep you in perfect peace. Okay, so you have to be able to elevate God above your situation here. Okay, that is so important. When you trust in when you trust him in your situation, when you're going to say that I trust him with my heart, my broken heart, I trust him to mend it and to put it back together again. I trust him to bring me peace, bring me peace of mind yet again. Then that is you making a conscious decision to control your thoughts and to elevate God above your situation. Anytime you can elevate God above what you're going through, you're going to see change. 
you're going to feel change because he's not going to let that negative situation outdo him. He is greater than what you're walking through. He's greater than your broken heart. He's greater than your ex. He's greater than it all. So make sure that you elevate him. And I had a second scripture here that I wanted to read um, along with this one in Romans. Turn with me to Romans chapter 15, verse 13. And it says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. So I love this scripture as well, because again, he's like, he is the source of hope. Okay. So if he's a source of hope, then he is the one who will provide it for you. And he will completely fill you with joy and peace because of what? Because you trust in him. So again, trust him with your situation and he will fill you with joy and peace. He will absolutely do that, but you have to trust him first. He's not going to just go ahead and do all these things because if you don't trust him, that means you have him on the outside of your life. You have him on the outside of your situation. He's not even in there. He can't even help you because you haven't invited him in. God, Holy Spirit, they don't just come barging in, taking over. No, they are a gentleman and they will wait until you say, come in. I want you to be at home in my life, in my thoughts, inside of me so that I can see change. I want to live the life that Jesus came to give me because this ain't it. (laughs) Okay, this confusion, this raggedy life that I'm living right now is not the life that Jesus, my savior, died for. Absolutely not. So I'm trusting you, God, to bring me the abundant life and I want abundant peace. I'm trusting you for it. And you just elevate him again above the situation and watch him work. Watch him work, sis. Number five, remember peace is a gift from God. Okay, so peace is not something that you can earn. Okay, it's not something that someone else can give you. Jesus, God, he's the source of our peace. So remembering that it's a gift from God means that you can't go looking to your ex or someone else to try to fulfill you and bring you peace. And you're like, you know what? I'm just, ooh, I'm just too hurt. I have too many thoughts right now. I can't deal with this. I'm going to call him and see what's up. I'm going to call him to see why he didn't return my text. I'm, you shouldn't be texting him in the first place, but you know, but I'm going to call him and see if he's still with that woman. I'm going to call, listen, sis, mm-mm, don't do it because that's just another thing that's going to rob you of your peace. So it is a gift from God. He gives peace. Turn with me to John chapter 14, verse 27. And it says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. All right. So one thing, you know, that after you experience a breakup and your heart's broken, you're scared. Many of you are scared. I've been there. I know exactly what it's like because you have fear of the future. Like what is going to happen? What is my life going to look like? What I planned in my mind is not what's happening right now. What I planned in my mind is not what's going to happen. So it's like, okay, now what? What do I do? There's this fear that comes over us. 
But Jesus himself is speaking to the disciples. He says, and the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So while you're seeking, looking around for other people and other things to give you peace, let me tell you, having a drink, not going to give you peace. If you into drugs, not going to give you peace. If you into sex and to get your mind off of things, it's only temporary. That's not peace. Okay. That's not peace. If you want real lasting peace, then you got to go to the source. Jesus said it's a gift. A gift is something that is freely given. You can't earn it. You can't pay for it. You can't buy it. (laughs) It's a free gift. And I love that it's free. All you have to do is trust him for it. All you have to do is ask him for it in prayer. Ask him to give you this peace and he will. Say, come into my life. I trust you. I elevate you above my situation. And then the peace is yours. Simple enough, but not simple. I know. Simple, but not simple. I understand. Let's keep going. Number six, surrender your mind and thoughts to the Holy Spirit. Again, I cannot stress enough how important the thoughts are. And when we struggle so much to control our thoughts, On our own, we often fail and we have a very hard time. It's hard for us to do that on our own, but we can be intentional and say, Holy Spirit, you know what? I give it to you. I want you to be in control of my thoughts. Give me the mind of Christ. He knows what that means. Give me the mind of Christ. Let's look at Romans chapter eight, verse six. It says, so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the spirit controls your mind leads to life and peace. Ooh, I was like, man, man. And like, I had to think about this, even with the situations in my life right now, like there's some things that I'm not happy with, but I have to watch my thoughts and I can't let my sinful nature that just want to let people know what it is and say, don't come for me. I can't let that control my mind because why? The Bible tells me why it leads to death. There's no good that comes from that. But when you let the spirit control your mind, that leads to life and peace. Okay. And that's what you want. So while you are struggling in this season with your thought life, you have to constantly pray and ask the Holy Spirit to help you control your thoughts help you like to give you them the things you should think about help you to to meditate on what is good and what is right what is pure what is honorable praiseworthy all the things that it says in philippians 4 8 you have to ask the holy spirit to help you with that because you cannot do it on your own in your own human strength if you could you would have already but you cannot do it in your own strength so now you're just going to ask him for help and it's going to be fine You're going to be able to overcome this. And listen, sis, don't do this for a day and say, oh, it didn't work and and then throw it away. This takes time. This is something you have to grow into and develop into. That's why I always tell people healing is a process. If you want a quick fix, I don't have nothing for you, but you, I will walk you through the process of healing. And this is it. This is a big part of it. Because peace is probably the first thing that came once my heart was being mended. When I realized that, oh my goodness, there's healing here. That's how I was able to recognize because peace was the fruit of that. 
if you go I, whew, Galatians, Galatians 5, I think talks about, don't, don't quote me on that, but talks about the fruit of the spirit. Peace is a fruit of the spirit. And I was like, oh my God, I can, I know the Holy Spirit was with me because I had peace in a situation that I shouldn't have had peace in. If I would have been operating with my thoughts and in my own strength, I would not have had peace because I did that and I did not have peace. <laughs> but when I let the Holy Spirit come in and help me control my thoughts and change my way of thinking, right? When I renewed my mind through the word, then I was able to grab a hold of the peace, the gift from Jesus that is freely given peace. And I was not worried anymore. I was able to when a worry came up, I was able to bring it to God. I was able to bring it to Jesus instead of letting it weigh me down and burden me and try to keep it to myself. I'm just saying, sis, it works. It works. Let the word work for you. The Bible tells you exactly how to get through this. I'm telling you. That's why I'm so adamant about it because it's like the world has its own way of telling you how to heal from heartbreak and get over your ex and all these things. But then people are like, the Bible don't say anything about that. Yes, it does. And this is it. The things that I'm telling you right now, these are the things that are going to help you heal. And the Bible is telling you exactly what you need to do. This ain't Candace said. This is the Bible said. <laughs> so let's keep going. We have one more, which is number seven. Acknowledge that God is greater than your broken heart. So I have been saying this. You have to be able to elevate God above your problems, above your situation, above the broken heart, above the ex. You have to acknowledge that he is greater than all of that. Let's go to Psalms 46. So y'all have a whole episode on Psalms 46. I will link it in the show notes for you. But Psalms 46 is such a great scripture. I love it. Like I said, I did a whole episode about it. And it's a very popular one as well. And it lose, you know, what I tell y'all about um, popular scriptures can sometimes lose its power and effect because we are, we act like we're so familiar with it, but it holds so much power. 46 and 10, it says, be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. So he's saying, look, he's like, this situation that you have going on, this heartbreak, I know it concerns you. And so I'm concerned about the things that you're concerned about, but it's not that I'm concerned about whether or not I can heal it. You know, God's like, I got this. Why? Because I am God. He's like, I have control of the whole universe. Okay. He's like, I'm going to be honored through every nation and through every, throughout, throughout the entire world. So honor me in this situation honor me by exalting me above the situation if you act like it's too hard for god to do then guess what you won't see the fruit of healing you won't have a healed heart it's not until you honor him and place him above your situation and be still and let him do the work because while you still if you're out there trying to control the situation and still try to talk to him still trying to get back with this person or trying to move on to somebody else no be still sis stop all of that be still honor god exalt him above everything pray to him bring your worries and cares to him and let him do the work because he's, he's the only one who can. Jesus said, this world cannot give the gift of peace. I give it. Me. I'm the one. This world, this world don't have the power. They don't have the gift of peace. 
they have faux peace. <laughs> that's not, that's not um, Jesus words, but I'm calling it faux peace. It's fake. They'll give you things saying this is going to make you feel better, but it's only for a moment. And so if it's only for a moment, that ain't peace. That is not peace. So you want real lasting peace. You do these things. It is straight from the Bible. I have given you the scriptures. I hope you wrote them down to know exactly where to go. I want you to study these scriptures, pray these scriptures, and ask God to help you so that you can see these scriptures come alive in your life. I just did an episode last week about that, about how to make scripture come alive in your life so you can like really be living out the word. And so if you haven't heard that episode, go back and listen to that. But use these scriptures. These are like battle scriptures. Maybe they're not something that you're speaking against the enemy, but you sometimes are in battle with yourself, with your mind and with your thoughts. And so use these scriptures to be like, you know what? Nope, nope. Every time the thought comes up, I'm not going to think about that. I'm going to think about something that is good, excellent, praiseworthy. I'm not thinking about that because that's what the word says. Uh, you start worrying, be like, no, you know what? Mm, I'm not going to worry about that. I'm going to go pray instead. God, help me to overcome this worry and anxiety about this situation. Yes, I am worried about my future, but God, I know you hold my future in your hands. You already know what it looks like. So Holy Spirit, lead me and guide me as I go forward. You know, those are the things that we have to learn how to do. Like you have to learn how to capture those thoughts and go ahead, bring them under the obedience of Christ. And you do that by using his word. You submit them under the word because the word and Jesus are one. John chapter one says, talks about Jesus becoming flesh and dwelling among us, that the word became flesh and dwelling am and dwelt among us, which is Jesus. Jesus became the word, the word became Jesus. They're one and, you know, one and the same. And so when you start speaking that word over your situation, then it can't stand. The word is powerful. It's so powerful, y'all. It's something that God has been talking to me about lately. He's like, don't forget how powerful my word is. Don't forget. And so he reminded me that you are the righteousness of God. You are a righteous woman. And so he's like, and the prayers of the righteous do what? Avail much. They're powerful and effective. Don't forget that. And so sis, if you're listening today, you are a righteous woman. You pray and remember that your prayers are powerful and effective. They produce results. Okay. Because not because of you, but because God who's in you. Remember, he's the one. So the whole thing is to focus on him and to put him first in his proper place so that he can do what only he can do. All right, I'm gonna let y'all go because I'm gonna keep talking about this. I could talk about this all day. I'm very passionate about this, but I want you to have peace, sis. And you can have peace today. You can start implementing, speaking these scriptures today and have peace, all right? You can start doing these things, doing what the word says. When you start working the word, then the word goes to work for you. And you can have what the word says you can have. And all seven, eight of these scriptures tells you that you can have peace. So if the word says it, ignore everything else that says you can't. Even your own thoughts, ignore that. And get God's word inside of you so that you know without a shadow of a doubt. Peace is mine. It's my birthright. It's a gift from Jesus. Hello. And stop with the rest of it. So really quick, the seven ways to gain peace in this season is one, bring whatever is robbing you of your peace to Jesus. 
Look at Matthew eleven twenty eight. Number two, stop worrying and pray. Look at Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Number three, meditate on the right things. Look at Philippians 4 and 8. Number four, trust God in your situation. Look at Isaiah 26 and 3 and Romans 15 and 13. Number five, remember peace is a gift from God. Look at John chapter 14, verse 27. Number six, surrender your mind and thoughts to the Holy Spirit. Uh, Read Romans chapter eight, verse six. And number seven, acknowledge that God is greater than your broken heart. Read Psalms chapter 46, verse 10. All right, so I hope this episode blessed you, sis. I really hope that you were able to get something out of it. Sis, I want to let you know something as well. I was supposed to tell you this at the beginning of the episode, but it's okay. I'll tell you now. (laughs) I want you to keep your ears open because as we're talking about peace, as we're talking about mindset and um, emotions and all of these things, I have a heart healing workshop coming up, okay? So I want to invite you to that. There will be more details coming up very soon, so keep your ears open, but I just wanted to let you know that this is on the horizon. It's going to be something amazing, and it's absolutely free, so a heart healing workshop for Christian women. I want you to join the workshop. Again, it's free. I want to give you some tools and some help to heal from a broken heart after a breakup. I want you to learn what to do, and I want you to be encouraged, okay? So keep your ears open for that. Also, pop over to the Facebook group so we can talk more about today's episode. I love you, sis, and I'll talk to you again real soon. Bye. Hey, sis, listen, if you've been blessed, changed, or inspired by this podcast in any way, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This is the number one way that you can thank me and show support for the show. Also, if this podcast blessed you, don't keep it to yourself. Do a quick share and bless someone else. Please know I am so grateful for each and every one of you and I would love to hear from you. Come connect with me and other like-minded individuals in my Facebook group called Christian Women Overcoming Heartbreak and Finding Purpose. I can't wait to meet you back here really soon. Until then, remember to love the life you have while you're making it better. Love you, sis.